Tuesday, April 2nd. Tomorrow morning, the 3rd of April, I leave for my nine months in the making vacation heading to Indie Mania with the first stop in Massachusetts. So tomorrow morning, my buddy Mikey's coming over to the house, and we're going to head down to my buddy Jay's house down in New Bedford, Mass. And uh, tomorrow night, we're going to go to Beyond Wrestling. Uh, it's their first live TV show uh, called Uncharted Territory. It's going to be live every Wednesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. on Independent Wrestling TV. And this is the first episode, and it's going to be a new a new venture in pro wrestling. It's pretty exciting, and you know to, we're lucky enough to be there for the first show. Um, uh, tickets are sold out. Uh, great matches already announced include SCU, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and Scorpio Sky taking on Team Pazuzu. That's LAX and the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson in six-man tag team action. Uh, looks to be the main event, I believe, is going to be Masato Tanaka taking on David Starr. Uh, the Beaver the Beaver Boys uh, accepting an open challenge tag team match. My buddy Mikey thinks it's going to be uh, best friends that accept which makes sense. I think it'd be kind of cool if it was the Lucha Brothers, but either way. Uh, and then another tag team matchup. We have Orange Cassidy and a mystery partner taking on Jordan Grace and a mystery partner. Uh, again, my buddy Mikey thinks Jordan Grace's mystery partner is going to be Scott Steiner uh, because she goes by Thick Mama Pump, and of course he's Big Papa Pump. So uh, Another match advertised on the card is MJF taking on Kimberly. And AR Fox wrestling Chris Statlander. Uh, also listed as the debut of the Discovery Gauntlet. And I don't know what that means. I'm assuming some sort of gauntlet match. And Discovery, uh, maybe it's discovering new talents. Who knows? Oh, I'm sure somebody knows. Anyhow, uh, and then in the coming weeks, uh, they have advertised for episode 2 on April 10th, uh, Aussie Open featuring Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher and Gangrel. Uh, April 4, 17th, Episode 3, we have Chuck Taylor. Episode 4, on April the 24th, The Butcher and the Blade, Andy Looms and Pepper Parks. Episode 5, May 1st, Trent Beretta. And Episode 6, May 8th, uh, A Death Match featuring Ricky Shane Page versus Eric Ryan. So that's just the first six weeks. I can't remember if they're doing 12 or 16 weeks, but I know it's happening every Wednesday, 8 to 10, uh, Powerbomb TV. Or not Powerbomb TV, sorry, Independent Wrestling TV. You can uh, either go to independentwrestling.tv or you can download their app. So, yeah. Anyhow, uh, oh, it's 18 episodes through July. So there you go. Anyhow, uh, then Thursday morning, we take the train out of Providence uh, head down into uh, Penn Station right there next to Madison Square Garden. We're going to stay at the same hotel that Jay and I stayed at last year. I don't know what time this is happening yet, but quite possibly we're going to go to the AAA press conference Thursday uh, if it's if we have time to go to that before the uh, WrestleCon Super Show that night. But we got to be at the Super Show early uh, when doors open for five because Jay wants to meet Juice Liger and a couple other meet and greets he's paid for. Um. So at WrestleCon itself, like I said, we have um, the Super Show, which they advertise the uh, headlining main event match is Will Ospreay against uh, Bandito, which is going to be awesome. 
Uh, and they also advertise the opening match will feature the Lucha Brothers, who have to get to another show. Uh, so this that will be a great card. The Super Show. It seems to always be. I mean, it's a big card, big announcement, uh, big talent, uh, some great matches uh, in, in years past. Uh, and then we have the Friday, the 11th. Uh, we'll be heading up to the convention hall. It opens at 9 a.m. Actually, from 8 to 9, they're having a little like uh, live interview thing with Alicia Atout, and I guess her guests are Colt Cabana and MJF. And then at 9 a.m., doors open, and the convention itself runs 9 to 4. However, there's a wrestling show at 11 a.m., uh, U.S. versus the World, and there's a wrestling show at 3 p.m. in uh, Revolution Pro. And then that night at 8 o'clock, there's a wrestling show, uh, Joy Ryan's Penis Party. Now, we have front row for a Rev Pro and Joy Ryan show. The U.S. versus the World, we got a free ticket for uh, by buying the weekend pass. But we have so many meet and greets that we want to do. I'm not sure we're going to have time to even actually go watch the U.S. versus the World show or not. Uh, one match advertised I really want to see is Masato Tanaka against Brian Cage, so I may try to get in to see that match. But at the same time, you know, there's so many people that we all want to meet, and there's limited time to see them. And, like, for instance, Barry Windham doesn't even get there to 11. He's there from 11 to 2. Well, if I don't miss USA versus the World to go see Barry Windham then I'm going to miss Rev Pro. And there's no way in hell I'm missing Rev Pro. And Rev Pro is having a meet and greet from 1.30 to 2.30 before the show starts. And I I don't want to pass up missing Hiroshi Tanahashi or uh, Minoru Suzuki. So I'm probably not going to see a lot of this USA versus the World Tour card, I mean. However, the Rev Pro show uh, at a 3 p.m., again, we have front row. I mean, we're getting Will Ospreay and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, uh damn. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii is on the card. Um, I can't recall who he's wrestling. Uh, we're getting uh, Rocky Romero against Taguchi. I mean, just a loaded, loaded card of great, great wrestling, and I'm super-duper excited for uh, and then Friday night, we have the inaugural Joey Ryan Penis Party. Again, another stacked card. All these cards are stacked. Um, best friends are going to be there. Puma King, um, Joey Ryan, of course. He's in a six-man tag. It's just, you know, the uh, Twisted Sisters are wrestling Demon Bunny. That's going to be a cool tag team match right there. I, there's a lot of great, great matches that are set to be on this show. And... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then on Saturday, we have uh, Wrestling Revolver. Uh, the convention, again, is 9 to 4. However, at 11 a.m., we have Wrestling Revolver, Pancakes, and Piledrivers 3, which we have front row for. This card is absolutely crazy. Um, there's a gauntlet tag match. There, uh, I can't even name all the matches that are on the card. There's so many talent involved. One that stands out for me is Ricky Shane Page against Tessa Blanchard because I love Tessa and I'm a big fan of Ricky and I've never seen him live, so this will be kind of fun to watch live for the first time. He's primarily known as a deathmatch wrestler. He just coming back from a huge tour over in uh, Japan, actually, where he wrestled quite a few deathmatches. So didn't uh, Jimmy Havoc, for that matter. So... But yeah, this Wrestling Revolver card is looking to be pretty damn sick. Once again, the Lucha Brothers are on this card. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the convention gets out at 4, 
and then we have tickets to Front Row Balcony, but to Madison Square Garden for New Japan Pro Wrestling's joint show with the Ring of Honor called the G1 Supercard. I'm hoping that it's a New Japan setup and not a Ring of Honor setup. I'm hoping it's not an 18-foot ring, it's a 20-foot ring, that it's the New Japan ring, the New Japan turnbuckles, you know, because it's, if you look at the card, it's a very heavy New Japan card. I'm going to break over this card. The opening match, the pre-show, if you will, is the Honor Rumble, so a Royal Rumble match, and the only participant that's been confirmed so far is, is Jushin Thunder Liger, but I'm sure you're going to see a lot of Ring of Honor scrubs in this, like, cheeseburger and the bouncers and everything, so... And I don't mean scrubs, but whatever. Uh, first match on the main card, never open weight title, taking on the Ring, the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Um, title for title, um, Will Ospreay taking on Jeff Cobb. Uh, second match, 30-minute time limit, special singles match, Dalton Castle taking on Rush. Uh, third match, uh, Woman of Honor World Championship of uh, Mayumi Awatani defending against Kelly Klein. Fourth match is an open challenge New York City street fight. Uh, Bully Ray taking on, again, open challenge. Uh, Rumor has it it's going to be Juice Robinson. Nothing against the Juice. I really hope it's not. Uh, Fifth match, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match in a triple threat match, and this is just bonkers. Uh, Taiji Ishimori defending against Dragon Lee and Bandito. Um... Yeah, this is crazy. This is... That's going to be off the charts crazy. Just... <sighs> the sixth match. A uh, IWGP and Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way. The IWGP Tag Team Champions, the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tonkaloa, defending against the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Brody King and PCO, who are also defending their titles, uh, against Sonata and Evil, and uh, the Briscoe Brothers. And I believe whatever person gets pinned loses their title. I don't think it's going to be a... Which means basically Sonata can't push pin the Briscoe brothers and vice versa, if that's the case. But it doesn't feel like uh, all titles are on the line type scenario. Seventh match, 60-minute time limit. British Heavyweight Championship, Zack Sabre Jr. defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, these guys killed it in the New Japan Cup last year. I cannot wait to see this match. It's going to be amazing. I already know it. Eighth match, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Tetsu Naito defending against Kota Ibushi. I think Ibushi's taking the title in this one. Um, I absolutely positively think Ibushi's taking the title in this one. Sixth match, a Ring of Honor Championship match. A three-way ladder match with Jay Lethal defending against Marty Skrull and Matt Taven. I... Okay. And then the main event. The 10th match on the card. 11th overall with the pre-show. For the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Jay White defending against Kazushka Okada. The winner of the New Japan Cup. And former champion. And I think it's time for him to take his title back. So that match is... That that show is just going to be... Absolutely crazy. I mean, the stacked card definitely a New Japan heavier than Ring of Honor heavy card. Uh, I just so many great matches. I just I can't wait. 
I cannot wait for this. This is going to be amazing. Our second time going to Madison Square Garden, and we're going to a hugely historic event because it's the first time since 1960 that a promoter who's not a McMahon is running a show at the Garden. I mean, that's almost 60 years craziness. After the Garden, that's right, when the show gets over, we're hitting the train and we're heading over to Jersey City, Jersey for Joey Janela's Spring Break 3, Part 2, The Greatest Clusterfuck. And this is going to be awesome. And not to mention, we're getting... LAX against the Rock and Roll Express. I finally get to see them wrestle live in a tag team match, not the battle royal I saw them in, quote fingers, at WrestleMania 15. So, anyways, you're going to have to keep an eye out for uh, for me if you got any of those at uh, the Fight TV package. We can watch all these live shows because we have front row to so many of them. Uh, Joey Janela Spring Break uh, 3 Part 2, we have second row because front row was just bonkers expensive and I didn't have the money then to buy three uh, front row tickets. So we got second. Anyhow, um, uh, Sunday morning, uh, we leave New York, head back to my buddy Jay's house, and uh, we head back to Providence, and on the way to his house, we're going to stop at the grocery store to pick up some fixings so we can make big sandwiches, kick back, relax, and watch us some WrestleMania from the comfort of his couch. Uh, now, I, I hope to be recording throughout the next several days or sit down with Jay and Mikey on Monday after it's all over and record a podcast uh, just talking about the shows and how we felt and what we love the most and who we were most excited to meet and just all the good stuff people want to hear about. Anyhow, uh, so next up, uh, you're going to hear me talking to Cousin Paul about uh, WrestleMania takeover in the uh, Hall of Fame. So stay tuned for that. Now joined by Paul, we're going to talk about WrestleMania. Paul, it's WrestleMania week. It's like the biggest wrestling week of the year in the United States. I mean... You're leaving me to watch it all alone. I'm going to have to go with that. Actually, I'll probably end up watching uh, more of it with Sammy than I normally would. Uh, Royal Rumble, actually, I I put it on when it started, which usually I'll just wait till he's in bed. Yep. But as like, I don't want to stay up all night, and I know Royal Rumble, there's going to be a lot that I don't want to miss, uh, yep. because obviously I don't want to miss the Rumbles, and those are time-consuming matches. So I just started watching it with him. He watched the Asuka Becky Lynch match with me. He watched the um, the cruiserweight match or the two uh, five live match, I should say. Yep. Um, and, like, he was digging it. So I think that's kind of what I'll do with WrestleMania. I'll put it on when it starts, and you can watch some of it with me. Well, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, uh, April 2nd. So we haven't watched SmackDown yet. You know, we had Raw from last night. But I really just want to talk about the upcoming WrestleMania card, <coughs> uh, as well as a TakeOver card, which probably will be the better between the two. Hell yeah. But, I mean, it is WrestleMania, and WrestleMania is special. I mean, like... People are more apt to remember what happens at WrestleMania than they are, say, any of the other big pay-per-views throughout the year. Other than maybe, say, Royal Rumble. Yeah, and sometimes SummerSlam sometimes or SummerSlam, but, Survivor Series, but I feel like that's kind of changed yeah, in recent years. I, I still firmly believe Survivor Series should go back to being teams of five will survive. And that's all the cards should be because we have these pay-per-views every single month. And that would be a way to stretch out storylines. That would be a way to keep things interesting as opposed to just the same stuff over and over and over again. Anyhow, so WrestleMania this year, pre-show starts at 5 p.m. Pay-per-view starts at 7. It's supposed to run till midnight. 
It's a seven-hour block of WrestleMania. Yeah, and I'll go to one because, I mean, Triple H's entrance will take an hour. You know. um, I just watched WrestleMania 1 the other day. It was two hours and 16 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 2 was three hours. And then WrestleMania 4 was about three. I mean, sorry, WrestleMania 3 was about three. WrestleMania 4 was four hours. The best WrestleMania ever because it came on two cassette tapes. Well, yeah, so when you rented it, you got two cassettes for the price of one rental. That's why it was so awesome. I loved it. Um, You know, for years, I didn't even know that it opened up in the middle and that there was that pop-up display because I always got the boxes were always shrink-wrapped together on the shelf. Yeah, I I I never never, knew that existed because, yeah, uh, yeah, I always got it was – like just the plastic cases you would yes. get from the rental places, right. and it was like two that were bound together, sort of. So, anyhow, that being said, WrestleMania five on, you know, uh, until we hit WrestleMania two thousand, I think it was WrestleMania sixteen, they're about three hours long. Yeah, WrestleMania sixteen, I remember they had WrestleMania all day long, and they did it started at noon. And from noon until, I believe, 8 o'clock at night, because that's when the pay-per-view started at 8 o'clock, it was like a WrestleMania retrospective. We got to see a lot of the access stuff. We got to see um, just you know highlights from past WrestleManias, live interviews, stuff like that. I think it cost $50 on pay-per-view for that. That was a great day for me for wrestling, because on ESPN Classic that morning, starting at 6 a.m., they had six-hour block of classic wrestling on ESPN, from 6 a.m. to noon, and then from noon to midnight, I watched WrestleMania all day long. So 18 consecutive hours of just sitting in my chair watching wrestling. Yeah, and back then you didn't have the access you do nowadays. Right. So like now you look at that and somebody who's you know just more used to the network than anything else. Oh, like, yeah. well, what's the point of that? Yeah. Back then you didn't have that stuff. Oh, no, God, you no. find that stuff. So that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it just today you have so much access to wrestling streaming services around the world. You could sit for. Years, literally years, to watch wrestling and watch nothing but wrestling, twenty four hours a day. Yeah, it does make it a little bit of a challenge. Like when I'm trying to pick something to watch on the network, and I'm like, I don't want to watch. You know, I've watched NXT, I've watched NXT UK, or maybe I'm just not in the mood to watch a new show at the moment. It's tough. It's the hardest time picking something because it's yeah. just all there. And it's like, what do I want to watch? Yeah. Do I want to throw a Thunder on? Do I want to throw you know a W? Sometimes I'll look to see what they have uh, like playing now, and I'll just hit play. Yeah. And just say, all right, whatever they're – and I'll decide before I turn on. Whatever they have showing, that's what I'm going to watch. I'm just going to call it a day. Yeah, I'll usually spend some time on the new collections too. I, I was very <laughs> disappointed the last month with the new collections because one was Trish Stratus, and I completely didn't watch her when she was wrestling. So, I mean, there was just no interest there. Yep. The other one was Shawn Michaels, who I have a very contentious feelings about. But I did watch that one, at least a, a chunk of it. Yeah. I hear you. He is. I know you love you good. love your Bret Hart there. Yeah. Shawn Michaels beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12. Yeah. And you haven't gotten over it yet. I was actually so I have never rewatched the Iron Man match. Really? Never. And I actually I, you I should. Uh, you know how they do the the superstar picks? Yeah. So I put that on, and it was <gasps> uh, I believe it was Adam Cole doing his picks, and the first match was Bret versus Shawn, but it didn't say Iron Man match. It said 1996. Okay. So I just, I start playing it. I, I was putting it on while I was going to bed. I've shared this before, but like, yeah. I relax so much when I watch wrestling sometimes. Like, if I'm just going to bed, I'll put it on and fall asleep and doze off. And then when my wife is ready to go to bed, then I put my tablet away and whatever. So I put it on and then I'm falling asleep and I realize, God damn it, this is the Iron Man match. And so I'm like dozing off and waking up. I, I have to watch it because there were parts of that that I was like, holy shit, they did that? Yeah. Yeah. They did some pretty. 
Pretty great stuff. Yeah, and because, I, I I haven't watched it in forever. Maybe we can find the time to watch it together. Yeah, I think that'd be something to do because I mean it would be what a little over an hour invested in. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, WrestleMania again this Sunday. There's 14 slated matches. I don't know what's on the pre-show yet because it doesn't say. Obviously, cards subject to change, and then of course you know tonight they could change shit on SmackDown. So who knows? But fingers crossed. Sorry, from the bottom to the top, we got the uh, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. We got uh, Daniel Bryan taking on Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. How do you feel about that one? That The build's been a little bit weird, but they, I mean, it was obvious they were building to it. <laughs> Way, like, I don't know. It just really seems like Vince McMahon is trying to, like, stick his own finger up his ass one last time. It's just ridiculous, like, the way he's getting involved. But that match should be fantastic. Yeah, that match definitely should be a great match. Um, obviously, I never knew how bad I wanted Kofi to win the title until he almost won the title at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I'm enjoying Daniel Bryan's run right now because he's such a good heel. Yeah, and he's so hateable. Yeah, that's the, I don't. Uh, where people I aren't even hateable these days. He is hateable. Yeah, he's you a know? real heel. Not many people yeah. do that, and it's hard and, to keep doing it. And uh, so, as much as I'd love to see Kofi get the win. For that feel-good moment, I'm just like, all right, well, if he wins, maybe he loses it in a couple weeks or something back to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan continues his run. Kofi still got the title. Got that happy, happy, joy, joy moment. I mean, look what they did to Zack Ryan a couple years ago, whatever it was. He won WrestleMania, the uh, IC title, uh, the ladder match at WrestleMania, and then lost it the next night on Raw. So he had a good... Disappeared for another six months. (laughs) year. Um, if Kofi wins it, I hope he doesn't just kick it right back. I hope yeah. it lasts a while, but I hope that it's a feud between them and Brian doesn't move out of the picture. Yeah. You know, keep it between them for a while. Have a bunch of matches where Kofi keeps on winning them, but Brian has a reason to complain to keep it going. You can heal him up even more with all that. And then if he eventually wins it back, fine. I just think Kofi, I hope Kofi wins. I think he should get a good run because... He, I mean, he he's put the time in, and he's put the yep. performance in, and yep. he hasn't been somebody that's been around, but periodically, like, you know, kills his uh, his uh, momentum right. because of bad choices, right. you know? I mean, he is the Flores Lava champion of the Royal Rumble. He so. is. Uh, Boston Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha Banks defending the women's tag team titles against the Beth Phoenix and uh, Natalia, the Iconics, and Nia Jackson Tamina. Um I feel like Beth and Natalia are going to take the win on this one with the Amber going and Bailey into, just keep it with with you know the the the, the feel good moment of Beth coming out of retirement and, and winning the title and you know Natalia winning a tag title after her dad who was primarily known as a tag team wrestler in the WWE goes to the Hall of Fame the night before I mean you know feel good moments yeah I I I hate these these I, I hate four way matches and three way matches like they're just they're not good anymore. They're the same kind of formula, and they're just a mess. And I, I, you know, if, if they put if Sasha and Bailey are going to lose the titles, yeah. However, you feel about them winning them in the first place, like let yeah. somebody legitimately beat them so it builds them up as a tag team. Not right. They, they were the ones that were in the ring at the right time. Right. I can I can get behind you there. But yeah. I mean, if if honestly, if 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 Beth and Natalia win it, I don't care that much. I don't mind. I mean, we'll see what they do after that. I think that uh, they got some work to do to like really build up the division into more than single stars paired together. Well, I think that's why it'd almost be good if the Iconics won, because they're a legit tag team. I would rather see them win it in a head-to-head match, though. 
I would rather see them. Uh, I, I, I know what you're saying, but we're not getting a head-to-head match. No, so. we're not going to. That's why I would, in this match, I would rather Sasha and Bailey just keep it. Uh, Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre. Probably be a good match. I mean, Drew McIntyre is pretty freaking awesome, and he's a huge guy. In fact, he's the guy I actually want to see beat Brock Lesnar for the title. Yeah, I, I think they actually might play really well off each other, too. I think yeah. part of the problem with Roman Reigns is the position they put him in. He's going against guys that their dynamic just doesn't work the right. same. But Drew is huge yeah. and very athletic. Yeah. I mean, he's very tall, but he's not big tall. He's, right. you know, but he's very, very mus- <laughs> muscular. I mean, it's like... Uh, Psycho Sid, if he knew how to, uh, you know, act or wrestle. Right. Um, <laughs> so I actually think that that could be a very surprising match. And uh, we might see better of Roman Reigns because he's put in a position to succeed better with uh, with his opponent in that match. For the Intercontinental title, uh, Bobby Lashley defending against Finn Balor. And they've implied that we're going to finally see the Demon again at WrestleMania. That'll be cool. So if we do, he'll win. Yeah. If he's yeah. the Demon, he'll win. And yeah. hopefully that seals the deal. That might be why he lost it back was to set up this huge WrestleMania. They better, yeah, they better make a good you know, he, he ha- I don't think he's wrestled as the Demon at Mania yet. So he hasn't had a huge like Demon WrestleMania entrance. Yeah. So that could be interesting. It could. They, they've really... I think they've reserved that well and yes. made it yep. special. And there are times that I thought he'd come out as the demon and hoped he would. He didn't. Right. Uh, but I think he hasn't had a real big WrestleMania moment, has he? Well, I can't recall. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to go back and check because I may just not be thinking. I feel like it. I think he was in a triple threat last year. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe defending the U.S. title against Rey Mysterio. You know, uh, really? I, I don't... Uh, to me, this is a throwaway match. I don't really care about having this on the pay-per-view. I really would have liked to have seen, as odd as this is for me to say, Rey Mysterio against Almas at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because they have been having some unbelievable matches, and I think they would really turn it up at WrestleMania more than they already have. But uh, it is what it is. Um, they put on a good match, even if it's not a show stealer or anything. Right. You need some matches that do kind of like, it's just a match. You know, I mean, obviously, it's a title yeah, match. Yeah, but, but on a 14-match card, we don't really need a just a match. Yeah, you do. You, well, you need some ups and downs in it. I mean, maybe there's too many Well, yes, you need some ups and downs, long, but, but, I mean, they, they should probably just condense the card. I mean, I don't know. I, I know the – let's get everybody on it. Let's get everybody on it. But it's just – you know, we don't even have a men's tag team title match in, on the card, and yeah. we have two tag team titles. Yeah, you got some flaws. You, yeah. you have the title ripped off of Oscar, which we'll get to, <sighs> because, oh, that match wouldn't get the attention it should yeah. get. We'll get to that. Uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, I'm just going to keep going. Battle Royals are fun. I like Battle That's Royals. All. I like – and this is – the Battle Royal is what's just a match – and this is where they can throw a bunch of guys in there. Like, mm-hmm. they could put Joe and Ray in this and just condense the card a little bit and still have them featured on it because you have these two battle royals. But Yeah, I agree. That's um, AJ Styles against Randy Orton. This is actually going to be a great match. I think that's another match that could yeah, be very surprising. I, I think this is almost a sleeper match, if you will. They've had a great build uh, back and forth, yeah. you know, kind of attacking each other out of the blue and everything. And it's I, I've enjoyed it. And this is a match that... For the most part, we haven't seen. Yeah. You know? And this is the kind of match that people call, like, a dream match. We right. never get it. You know, like, uh, I saw somebody tweet something asking, what kind of dream match did you never get? And you replied, Shawn Michaels and Sting. Oh, yeah. Stars never aligned, you know? Yeah. I mean, 
AJ Styles against anybody who's been a big deal in the WWE it has, yeah. is one of those matches. I still feel like Randy Orton would really benefit from leaving the WWE and going to, say, New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. to wrestle a different pro- a company, a different place, and not the same people over and over and over again. I mean, essentially, except Ohio Valley Wrestling when he first started out, he's never been any place but the WWE. Yeah, I mean, that was just territorial WWE right. development anyways. I mean, essentially. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I, that match will be interesting. I mean, there's always the chance that it ends with Randy Orton going over the same way as he always does. Right. But even if he wins, if they do it more creatively than that, it could be it could be great. It's not always about the results. Absol- it's well, about it's, it's like Randy Orton against um, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. You know, at WrestleMania a few couple of years ago. Yeah, when Seth Rollins launched him up. Yes, yeah, the, that was great. That was a great match. That was a great finish. And honestly, at the end of the night, obviously Seth Rollins walked away with the the world title, the WWE championship when he cashed in. But I mean, Randy Orton, that Randy Orton and Seth Rollins then is Randy Orton and AJ Styles now, as far what as I'm matches hearing is if AJ Styles loses, he's probably winning the championship. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> uh, the Miz against, uh, Shane McMahon in a falls count anywhere match. This could be good. It could be. This is the kind of match though that I am 0% excited about for various <sighs> reasons, but See, I'll probably enjoy it much more than I expect to. See, to me, I found this very interesting because it was a completely like I expected the Miz to turn on Shane. I never expected I Shane. I always to turn on expected Miz. Shane to turn on. Oh, Miz. see, I didn't. I didn't because I, the Miz always is the bad guy. The Miz always is the guy that play you know teases he's going to be babyface and then turns heel again. Yeah. So I just assumed it was going to happen again, and when it didn't, it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean they've done this before, where they've put him in the position to to come off as babyface without him officially turning babyface, and then eventually he just kind of drifted back. I'm He's full blown babyface right now. Yeah, totally. Like right now is the first time I think that they've a hundred percent thrown him into it. But I saw it coming. I mean, the, this the, the thing that makes this not exciting to me ahead of time yeah. is that I'm I'm tired of Shane McMahon putting himself over. You know, I mean, this no, goes I back long ways. Yeah. Even if it's a build to a story or an end or whatever, it still just gets old. Yeah. But uh, it's the kind of thing where it's like I can mentally be like, ah, I don't want this again. I'm tired of this. But then they they have a match. It's like, OK, like at least he can get out there and perform. So it's right. worthwhile. So I'm sure it'll it'll be an entertaining match. Like Shane could do crazy things. And the Miz is one of the best. This really is one of the best. And he's finally just getting like his due respect. Yeah. I mean, I'll admit, when he was champion back several years ago at Mania, um, I didn't think he had any place being champion, anyone mm-hmm. near being the WWE champion on the card. And in fact, he walked out of Mania with the title, still shocked the hell out of me. Um, but now at this point, like, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, kind of like how John Cena's looked at now, minus obviously the amount of championships they've each had. That's that's really one huge glaring thing on this card. There's no John Cena. There's no Undertaker. I think it's about time. It's it's surprising, though. Yeah. It's just surprising. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not about time. It's just surprising. Yeah, you talk about bloated. Yeah. Like, those guys added some bloated matches to a card that didn't need them. At least la- last year was the Undertaker against Cena, right? Yeah. That was well done. Oh, three-minute squash match. It yeah. worked. It yeah. worked. Um, uh, and Kurt Angle's final match, he's wrestling Baron Corbin. I still think this is garbage. He should be wrestling Ray. He should be wrestling Cena. You know, not Baron Corbin. Yeah, I, I don't see how this can end in a way that will seem interesting to me. I just, I hope they do something between now and then where Baron Corbin gets taken out. 
Yeah. Even if, like, right before the match, you see him laid out in the locker room, and then Kurt Angle's like, I don't care, just get somebody out here to race, you know, rustle me, and fucking Taker's music hits or something, even. Yeah. You know, I'd Taker or Cena would be better than Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is, like, what are the two likely outcomes? Like, either he is there to put Corbin over, yeah. which, who cares? Like, that would just be a sad He's, end. Yeah. Or if, if Corbin's there to look the fool and put... It put uh, Kurt Angle over. That's so old. I mean, look at the, the crap with Braun Strowman when he was still injured and could but, wrestle. But the thing that. is, even if Baron Corbin gets the win over Angle, it's not going to give him a rub. It's not going to put you know elevate Corbin to the next stratosphere. You know, no. it's not Rock Hogan when Rock got the win on Hogan, and you know, it's just, yeah. it's not. Or even like when Randy Orton was the legend killer, and like if Randy Orton went against like when, a crippled, like legend. Randy Orton beat McFoley at WrestleMania. I mean, uh, like when Randy Orton beat McFoley at Backlash, or when Edge beat McFoley at WrestleMania, like that. This is just yeah. Uh, Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-barred match. If Triple H loses, he must retire from in-ring competition. So Triple H is winning. Uh, I will say, though, Batista had the best promo on Raw this past week. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. I'll okay. go back and watch no, it. No, I'll just I'll save you some time. Okay. He comes to the ring. He points at the screen. They play a video package. He takes his sunglasses off and goes, Triple H, kiss my ass, and walks out. <laughs> nice. That's all it took. I mean... <laughs> It was actually really these acting skills are helping Batista. Yeah, I got to say, I probably wouldn't be too interested in that type of a match if it wasn't. I'm kind of interested because it's Batista. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually for me, nostalgia wise, whatever. This this will be fun. Yeah, and I don't even have the nostalgia because I didn't watch wrestling when Batista was in his oh, okay. or Triple H for that matter. Like that was my gap in wrestling years. But I've gone back and watched stuff. I mean, I saw his return as Blue Tista. <laughs> you know, I mean, that at least, like, he did his part and he put over somebody that deserved it. It's no, you're right. Good. I've honestly appreciated him in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He has been tremendous yeah. as Drax. I mean, so uh, I, I'm more interested because of that. And yeah. as much as Triple H may be not as close to his prime as he thinks, yeah. he can still go out there and perform. So I, I think it's going to be... Let's just hope he doesn't tear a muscle 30 seconds into the it's match. It's hilarious if he did, though. Oh, he God, no, I hope not. He give it around oh, on one God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, and he wouldn't stop. They would just keep going. In a singles match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship that's destined to be on the pre-show, Buddy Murphy's defending against Tony Nese. This could either be a fantastic match or it could suck. Yeah, I was watching some of the tournament leading up to this, and then I, I kind of lost it and found the results out, so I didn't bother watching all of it. Well, I, I, I'm okay. impressed with Buddy Murphy. Tony Nese, I haven't got enough of This is my example for you. Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart was gold, right? And Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart was gold. Mm -hmm. But Mr. Perfect versus Shawn Michaels was not quite right. Meh. Yeah. At best. You know why? What's the key there? Bret Hart is gold. No. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Perfect. Anyways. Bret Hart was good against Sean and Mr. Perfect. But what I'm saying, though, is like, <laughs> this could be Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. Yeah. Mr. Perfect against anybody, or Shawn Michaels against anybody was gold, okay? Just not against each other. But not against each other, because their styles are too similar. They were the bumpers. They were the yeah. guys that oh, bumped around for everybody. That's a big And big if point. both guys were bumping around for you know what I mean? Like, they're not... So and I think that's what could happen to with Buddy Murphy and Tony Meeks. Yeah, they're kind of both the as far as the yeah. cruiserweight guys, they're both the powerhouses, yeah. right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. But 
this has got to be for the pre-show. I can't imagine it being on the main card. Um, Brett, I won't, I, then again, there is no pre-show anymore because that's they, instead of saying that it's on the pre-show, they like to say that it's just they have it's happening earlier in the night for a larger audience because it's on free YouTube and shit. Uh, yeah, I like to play everything up. Uh, Brock Lesnar against Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Uh, I want Lesnar to retain because I don't want to see Rollins as champion. I want to see Seth Rollins win because I want Brock Lesnar gone. Yeah. I want to see, like, somebody else be able to matter. And who the hell is going to matter if he wins? Drew McIntyre. He's been around. Yeah, but he hasn't fought Brock Lesnar yet. Yeah, and they, they've built up... a. I can't have any faith in it till I see it. Because hey, Brock Lesnar basically squashed Braun Strowman at SummerSlam a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That's why, to me, Braun Strowman, as cool as he is, and get these hands and blah blah blah, he still got squashed by Lesnar. Yeah, you well, know, he's he's like Braun two Strowman. years ago. They had the chances to, yeah. to put Braun Strowman over on Lesnar. Yeah. they didn't take it. And they made Strowman look yeah. like who cares? A uh, cage match in was it Saudi Arabia or yeah. Australia? One or the other. You know the cage match. Mm-hmm. And see if they went from there and then put Strowman over, but yeah. they didn't. Right. And they continued not to, and they buried Strowman. Then he right. got hurt, of course. But right. I also, I don't know. Strowman's a whole nother mess. Uh, but his I whole think... thing with Kevin Owens, I, I can't stand Strowman because Strowman was the face, yeah. but he was the most piece of shit bully in that angle. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, oh, and, then the, and that's the other thing, too. Kevin Owens is not on this card. He should be. Well, just He makes his big return. Replacing Kofi Kingston in the title match. It wouldn't surprise me if there were some surprises. And then he's not on the card. Oh, hell, maybe Kevin Owens would beat up Baron Baron Corbin and take his spot against Kurt Angle. I'd, I'd watch that. Better. And then, of course, oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'd watch that. All right, if that doesn't uh, happen, I'm just going to. Um... And then the main event uh, the big double title match. Ronda ah. Rousey defending her Raw championship. Against Charlotte Flair, who's defending her SmackDown championship. Against Becky Lynch, who doesn't have a title. Uh, and winner take all. So do you think, are they merging the titles to have one woman's championship? I would feel better if they did that than anything else that seems like an apparent outcome with this. Because otherwise, why? Why? There is no reason why other than whoever's booking this yeah. is a fucking idiot. Now, do you think that they're merging to have the one woman's title so that because they have the one woman's tag title and then, oh, now they're going to have a woman's only show? Like, down, like, do you think maybe that's the next step? Is they're going to create a show that's just a woman's show? I would say so that as long as those, titles. as long as those superstars still travel over in it. Yeah, it was, I mean, kind of like how, uh, um, Ricochet and Alistair Black are wrestling all over right. the place right now. If they had a, a women's only show, yeah. And then, but those women were still participants on the other shows. I think that would be awesome. I think it would be. Well, see, here's the thing, though. The, like the women's tag title, they, they've teased it's going to be on NXT as well. Mm-hmm. But you can't have the WWE Women's Championship on NXT. You don't need to do have that. the NXT title, just like you have the NXT UK title. So I would honestly rather see one women's world title and maybe a women's intercontinental title. Yeah. A woman's secondary title. That'd be awesome. You know what I mean? That's that's what I would prefer to see. And have all three of those women's titles or the two singles women's titles travel from Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, that'd be that there's a lot of different things they could do that'd be awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Um I would rather them do something like that than Yeah. I mean the best result obviously from the, the perspective of the fans is Becky Lynch winning. 
I, I think you have to have Becky Lynch win. I don't think I don't think it's an option for her not to. Yeah. If Charlotte wins, why? Yeah. Like they've given her the freaking championships eight times already. And they it's like they can't let anybody else be. Like she has to come in and, and take it. Which drives me nuts. And Ronda Rousey, it's like she doesn't even need the championship to be a big deal. So if they give her both, it's just like having Brock Lesnar sit on the, the the Universal Championship and never have to do a damn thing, except the occasional defense that he, uh, even if he sells a little bit, he improbably smashes the his opponent at the end. But uh, yeah, the drawing the the women's SmackDown title into it, it it really took the joy out of this match for me. Yeah, I was super excited. Like I mean, we've already talked about it, you know, you and me, but. Uh, just adding Charlotte to the mix diluted it. Oh, it did. Yeah. And now doing this with the, the women's SmackDown championship. It's overbooking. It. It's overbooking it. Yeah. So now wait, this... don't forget after the melee they had last night on, uh, well, I mean, it's a triple threat match, which means no count outs, no disqualifications. However, well, I mean, there is kind of disqualifications. Technically. But just wait, after the melee they had last night, this is going to be a no holds barred match or a no, you know what I mean? Not false kind of anywhere, but it's going to be a street fight. It's going to be something. Somebody took the, uh, are you familiar with the Benny Hill music? Yeah. Yeah. Someone took the Benny Hill music and put it over that. That sounds pretty funny. That scene of them out back with the cops and the cars and kicking the windows out. And they kind of cut it and sped it up a little bit. Holy shit, it's funny. I'll try to remember to tag you on Twitter, but it is absolutely hilarious. I, I didn't watch video, but I saw pictures of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, that sounds yeah. pretty good. I will say this. The knee that Charlotte gave Ronda Rousey was pretty stiff-ski looking. I still have this shred of hope that tonight on SmackDown, Charlotte's in the ring and Asuka shows up and beats the shit out of her yeah. and draws them back into a match for WrestleMania, takes uh, Charlotte out. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see how that happened. Uh, I, I can still hope, so shut up. My other hope is that, especially if it's a triple threat and there's no disqualification, as if Asuka came out and got involved and fucking laid waste to them. You can't have no. See, this is the first. Ever, I understand how it wouldn't work. Okay, remember how they screwed up the first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match mm-hmm. by so having. What you're saying by is having, they're going to have a man come out. Yeah, and waste exactly. All but do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. How they screwed that up by having uh, what's his nuts, chinless guy, go up and name. drop the title, piece of shit, drop the suitcase down to Carmella. So I mean, they they can't repeat that. They can't. No. This is the first ever women's match headlining WrestleMania. You have to have. Cl- the cleanest finish you can have for a triple threat match, you know. Uh, I hope they do. I hope they have a clean finish and not this, like, she hits her finisher and then somebody comes out of nowhere and but hits I, their finisher and gets the win, steals it. I think you'll see Becky standing there with two titles. We'll see. I think that'll be a worthy outcome. If- uh, all right. So that's Sunday. Hall of Fame's on Saturday this year. They moved the Hall of Fame. It was on Friday night. They're finally putting the greatest tag team ever in the Hall of Fame. Uh, the Hart Foundation? Or, yeah, the, or, Foundation. Or, or, or I thought it was going to be Harlem Heat. Uh, so they they moved the Hall of Fame from Friday night to Saturday night. Now, in years past, it was uh, when they first started doing the takeovers, they had takeover on Friday, Hall of Fame Saturday, and then Mania on Sunday. And then last year, they moved the Hall of Fame to Friday night, takeover on Saturday, Mania Sunday. But then now this year, with New Japan Pro Wrestling running Madison Square Garden, they move takeover from Saturday to Sunday, uh, Friday. That makes sense. I mean, it's actually, I think it's smart for them not to compete and yeah. loot good stuff. So takeover is now on Friday night and we got five matches scheduled. I love 
take over. I do too. Uh, Fatal four way for the NXT Women's Championship. Shauna Baszler defending against Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kari Sane. I'm going to say something surprising here. <laughs> I'm excited for that Fatal four way. Yeah, that, that's that is exciting. It's rare that I feel yeah, that way. That Usually, I'm like, nope, this is going to be ugly and awful and horrible. Yeah, that one I'm excited for. I don't even know who to, who to think I'm going to win. I think Io Shirai is going to win. I'd be excited about that. I'd be fine with Bianca Belair winning. Yep. Uh, I, I love Kari Sane, so I'd be fine with her winning. I really hope Shayna doesn't keep it because the way they're they're building her, she needs to lose now. Yes. If they if she doesn't Agreed. lose, then it's just it's just gross, like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh for the North American Championship Velveteen Dream Defending against uh Matt Riddle. I think Riddle's gonna win, but this will be a great match. It's gonna be a great match. Every match on this card's gonna be a great match, yeah. by the way. I, I don't know if I feel positive that Riddle's gonna win. Like I could see that going I can see it going either way. They're both I, so good though, it's gonna be good. I think Riddle's gonna win. Yeah. I do. Actually, and there's another guy, Matt Riddle. Him against Kurt Angle would be awesome. Yeah. So uh for the two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT championship, Johnny Gargano against Adam Johnny Gargano against Adam Cole. That'll be a great match. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot we need to say about that. The, like the only disappointing thing is that it's not Gargano and Ciampa, but sometimes you can't help what yeah. happens, and you, you don't want to, you know, disregard the greatness in front of you because it wasn't the exact thing you wanted. Like yeah. that's, that's how I feel about that. It would have been perfect, but uh, that's gonna be so good. For the NXT Tag Team Championship, the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, taking on Alistair Black and Ricochet. It'll be a good match, but I have mixed feelings about it. I want War Raiders to retain because so they're a tag team. And Black and Ricochet, although they've been teaming a lot lately, are two singles guys. That, that's how I feel, too. And I feel like the the exposure Black and Ricochet have gotten is, I mean, it's, it's great to see that. See them yeah. around and being on the main shows and stuff. Um, I mean, War Raiders haven't even defended yet. I haven't even seen them wrestle in a while. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember the last time. Yeah, I think it was when they won the championship. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I'm, really no, I'm sure they've been doing house shows and everything, but I I can't recall seeing them on TV either. So, yeah. And then uh, the match I'm kind of most excited and, and most trepidatious about for me for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Sorry, oh, the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Uh, Pete Dunne defending against Walter, and as of today, April the second. Pete Dunne has been champion for 682 days. The fifth, the sixth, hold on, Bruno, Bruno, Backlund, Bruno, Bruno, Backlund, Pedro, Hogan, the sixth longest reign in WWE history of any singles title. It's got to be so good. Um, I want Pete Dunne to retain because I really want to see him hit that two-year mark come May 20th. I know it's stupid. I know it's symbolic. I know whatever, whatever. I really want to see him retain it and get that two-year mark. I think that would be great just because it hasn't happened since Hogan in, you know, the 80s. Yeah. The closest that it's come on any big company in the United States was Rob Van Dam in ECW. And he had to surrender the title because he broke his leg. So, I mean, I just, I would just love to see him hit that two-year mark, you know? And have it be so close. Yeah. I get so far. You know, and it makes this all the more tantalizing that is right before that mark, too. I think, like, I think it would be good if this is their first one-on-one counter here in WWE. So, I mean, I, I think you go back to old-school Bruno-style booking where, you know, um, he done gets the win. 
and then Walter gets a return match, but Walter gets a win by countout or something like that on like a TV taping. And then at the next takeover, they have a third match in the series, and maybe that's when Walter takes the title. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, look at what Walter's done so far. I mean, he's he's steamrolled everybody. But he's fought singles but, matches against job guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mark Toffee. Like the well, Mark Toffee. Not uh, even Joe. And then the tag match that him and Dunn had against yeah. the Coffee Brothers. It, so it hasn't been big stuff yet, but I, no. he's, he's steamrolled the people he's yes. against, essentially. Yep. But he hasn't been out there, like, smashing people with anger. So you right. very well could have... You know, you, if you're trying to think about, like, how is this going to go? Like, if he loses, what's it going to mean for him? If he wins, what's it going to mean for him? Well, if he loses, then he can have an angry Walter. And that dude yeah. is scary. Like, he's scary not looking that angry. Imagine him if he's that fierce, like, I'm going to destroy everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't see Dunn getting a tap-out victory over Walter. No. I could, although he did tap at the WXW 16-karat gold tournament this past year, but I could see him getting, like, the quick pin. I could see Dunn getting his ass whooped the whole match and then getting, like, the quick pin to retain and then doing the Dunn thing where he just kind of goes, eh. But, you know, he just kind of nods his head or whatever, like, well, I did Yeah, so, but that's that's honestly, uh, but for WWE this weekend, that match, Walter versus Pete Dunn, is what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. That Friday night, uh, I will be at Joey Ryan's penis party uh, at the Russell Con uh, convention. So when that gets out at 11-ish, I'll be heading back to the hotel, and we're going to fire up the old WWE Network so we can watch TakeOver in the room because sleep is just not happening the next few days for me. So, yeah, um, that, that's WrestleMania weekend uh, in a nutshell. We got the Hall of Fame, like I said. Uh, I put it in Brutus, the barber beefcake. Take Oscar out of WrestleMania, put Brutus, the barber beefcake in. I just... They put it on... Uh, when they when they put that up on, on uh, April Fool's Day, it really kind of felt like a joke, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, here's another thing. Typically, they announce who's going to be inducting them by this time, and they haven't yet. So the Honky Tonk Man's going in, which, you know, longest reigning Intercontinental Champion, uh, 454 days, probably he should be in there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, maybe his maybe his cousin, Jerry the King Lala, will induct him. That'd be good. Probably Jimmy the Mouth the Salt Heart. I'd be better. Uh, Tory Wilson's going in. That's a thing. Uh, again, like we just said, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, Degeneration X. So, and it is going to be uh, the New Age Outlaws, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, and X-Pac. So, them indu- have they inducted a big group like that before? I mean, Four Horsemen, right? Uh, the Von Erichs went in. The Von Erichs? Four Horsemen and the Von Erichs were the two big groups that they put in like that in the past. I feel like uh, it's kind of it's kind of some difference. It's not, it's not an individual. It's not a tag team. It's more like recognizing a movement. Well, it'd be like putting the NWO in, kind of. Yeah. Like, when they put the horsemen in, they didn't put all the horsemen in. They only put in Bear, Wyndham, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and J.J. Dillon. Yeah. Not even the original group. That's the third incarnation. Yeah, see that? Which is also my favorite. It feels, and it feels different. Like, that's like a a stable. That's, it's a very concrete group of people. I mean, DX essentially is too, but DX... <laughs> like the NWO, yeah. where the meaning wasn't just this group; it was wider spread, and like yeah. their their impact on what wrestling was is different. 
Yeah. Like those are interesting to me. Like I'm not a big fan of DX or what they did necessarily. Like that was not my era of wrestling. That's when I stopped watching. But their impact was uh, was huge, and like it, it should get recognized. I mean, NWO should end up in there. Yeah, at some, I'm sure at some point they will. Um, this one surprises me. Harlem Heat. Not that they don't deserve it, because they were a great tag team, but when you're putting in the Hart Foundation in the same year, it's they don't typically put in two tag teams. Mm-hmm. But we're getting Harlem Heat, Steve Ray and Booker T. Uh, we're getting the Hart Foundation, but we're getting the original tag team, Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. We're not getting the uh, the foundation with... Davy Boy, Owen, and uh, Brian Pillman. Yeah, so. as it should be. Um, I I almost feel like putting Harlem Heat in there. So you always have like the the big names. Yeah. And I feel like if they put just Harlem Heat in one year, yep. everybody'd be like, "Why are they going in?" But you put them in with the Heart Foundation, and it's like, "Oh, the Heart Foundation and them too." Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Warrior Award is going to Sue uh, Atkinson, Atkinson, whatever she, longtime executive. And the WWE spearheaded a bunch of the charity program, including their, its partnership with Make-A-Wish. And when they announced her, so many past and present uh, WWE uh, personalities, wrestlers, uh, the whole nine, tweeted how great it was that she was going in. Yeah. And then related, like, a reason why. Not just, oh, not just towing the company line of saying, oh, she deserves it, but, like, Hey, this is, she's going in, and this is why. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it shows the impact that she had on a lot of people. Not just that yeah. people knew she was impactful, but she touched those people. And honestly, that's what the the Warrior Award was supposed to be about from the beginning, because the that's kind of what the Ultimate Warrior had kind of said was like, we need to recognize these people behind the scenes, you know. So because without them, and this is the first year they're recognizing. So not that the you know the 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 Connor and the little boy last year and then not they didn't deserve it or anything i don't want to be a jerk but i'm just saying so uh i noticed they don't have a list of like uh like in previous years they've had like the legacy inductees when they inducted a bunch of uh golden age wrestlers without actually because you know they did a they did a ceremony for gorgeous george and had his second or third wife up there and and stuff and then and then after that they're like ah we'll just say hey we're inducting these legacy people just to kind of check some names off some boxes, you know. But yeah. Anyhow, so that's it. Thanks for uh, joining me for this segment. Uh, I guess this will be the wrap-up of the show, too. Uh, you got a new podcast. Yeah, and I don't know how to tell you how to get there. Um, awesome. What's the title? <laughs> it's uh, Save the World by Paul and Michael, my, and- uh, my other cohort, Michael. Uh, we have a, a new website for it, but I, I honestly I don't have it memorized yet uh, because it's uh, – you know, you'd have a blog site and then slash your thing, whatever. Um, but yeah, I know we're on iTunes uh, and we're we're on everywhere else you can find podcasts. And you can tweet at us. <gasps> I'm at who's Paul. He's at MD Sparkman. And if you look on your Twitters, you'll see it shared there anyways. Yeah, exactly. We share it there so you can check it out that way. But we just got it going. So we're still kind of uh, ironing out the details of getting it posted. And, you know, we're going to it, it's going to give us more room to play with stuff and do different yeah. things that we want to do. Yeah. So. Oh, cool. Uh, you can check out my blog, The Wrestling Insomniac. Uh, this month, I haven't actually about to. I'll post my first post today, which is just kind of like, hey, this is what I'm doing the next few days. So if you listen to this, that's what the post is. But previously, I, I posted a little little article about the Headbangers because I forgot that they, they were the one-time WWE Tag Team Champions. 
And I got some posts with some trading cards I just got recently, uh, another Anthony Green set and, what, and whatnot. So check that out. Next week, I'll be posting all about my adventures down in New York for Indie Mania. So make sure you check that out. And I'm on the Twitter machine at SuperstarML. You can like me on Facebook, the Facebook there. So I will uh, talk to you later. Thanks.